are back with the Pantry Podcast for the month of September. Listen to this episode as I delve into the school pantry program and other great programs for kids that the OACP has to offer. Listen to the end of the episode for next month's food drive theme. And remember, you can always visit oactoday.org to find out more about volunteering your time or donating funds to the Oshkosh Area Community Pantry. So it's back to school with the Pantry Podcast, and I am here with Elizabeth, the OACP Program Manager, and she is going to tell us all about the School Pantry Program. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi, Kelsey. Thanks <laughs> for having me. Of course. This is Elizabeth's second time on the podcast after our debut episode where we learned a little bit about what uh, herself and the other or other coworkers at the pantry do. But now that it's back to school, we're going to talk a bit more about how the OACP helps local schools and really more of learning more about the need of, you know, children in our community and, you know, food insecurity that's going on. So very excited to learn more about this amazing program. Yeah, absolutely. So today, actually, we delivered our third week of school pantry program deliveries. Um, to 23 different schools and learning environments in the Oshkosh Area School District system. Uh, 42.5% of all children enrolled in the Oshkosh Area School District are considered economically disadvantaged. So this program has a large impact when it comes to the direct students that we're serving. And we serve about 2,000 students on a weekly basis um, that are in need of a snack to get them through the breakfast to lunch transition or maybe an after school transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that, you know, students pay better attention when they're not hungry or focused on other things. I'm sure that the teachers appreciate that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the social workers actually shared with me that just like you or I, we often can get hungry in that transition period during the day between breakfast and lunch. And we kind of lose our focus um, and the students are the same. So this program really allows the students to have a reliable snack source so that they can get back to focusing on learning rather than their tummies growling at them. Mm -hmm. And what types of snacks do you usually provide? Yeah, so we actually have been working with the schools a lot in the last year since I've been here. And we currently provide granola bars, fruit and grain bars, fresh apples, and fresh oranges. We will actually be trialing some different fresh fruits to be sending to the schools come October. Mm -hmm. So that will be pretty exciting. Um, And like I said, we've been working with the school staff and social workers and counselors very closely to make sure that we're sending items that, one, are being eaten, but two, are being enjoyed by the students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and how does how does all that food, so you're serving 2,000 students, 23 schools or learning environments, how does it all make its way there? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great question. Um, All of the food for the program is purchased through our purchasing budget here at the pantry. It is a program that we have decided as an organization is so impactful that we are committed to ensuring that the students have access. Um, And with that, we have been using purchasing power to purchase the items for the school pantry program through local businesses. Um, We each week pick up fruit fresh from the sources, um, from local businesses, and then each month we'll pick up the bars from uh, a local grocery store. And we have volunteers that pack and coordinate the um, number of totes that we need. And then we have delivery driver volunteers who will pick up the items and then as well um, drop them off at the schools. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a huge operation because I know that aside from everything that you have going on here at the pantry, you're also doing this and, you know, distributing this food to all the various schools. And as you said, you mentioned today, you had to step in and do some running around town on your own as yeah. like being the delivery person. Yeah, yep. So whenever there is a shortage of drivers or a shortage of volunteers when it comes to packing or delivering, um, that always kind of becomes my role mm -hmm. um, to go out and touch base and make sure the schools have what they need. Today it was just a couple extra bins to make sure that they had enough to get them through the next week. But on average, our volunteers dedicate over 20 to 25 hours a week uh, between eight different volunteers typically um, to ensure that our weekly orders are packed correctly, mm -hmm. they're delivered, and the schools can rely on those sources. So the kids can just focus on learning and not have to worry about when it's coming, where it's coming from, etc. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's amazing. Yay again for the volunteers. Always so awesome to have them and donating that time. And of course, if you want to volunteer, you can sign up on the oacptoday.org website. So you're doing the program management and then Carl also works with the volunteers. Do you coordinate on that or do you, are you in charge of like the school pantry volunteers specifically? Like are they designated to that program? Yeah, so Carl being our operations manager and volunteer coordinator, um, he and I work very closely. Honestly, all three roles work very closely. Mm -hmm. The inventory person brings in the inventory and makes sure that the order I submit is here when it needs to be here. Um, and then Carl and I work very closely to ensure that those are getting packed and delivered on time. The drivers and the volunteers know that they can come to me if they have any questions, but they do work with both of us um, and we work together as a team to make sure that everything gets taken care of. Awesome. And you said you've been doing that every week and delivering these to the schools. Yeah. Does that go throughout the whole school year? So, yep, it'll go throughout the whole school year. Um, we do not send orders or deliveries like the week of Christmas mm -hmm. or the different holiday breaks. Sure, when they're all um, off. When yeah. they're off school. Yep. So we always want to make sure that when we're delivering, it will be going to somebody. Yep. Um, <laughs> someone will be using it. Someone will be right. eating it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So there are a couple of weeks throughout the school year that we don't, but that's usually just when the kiddos aren't in school. Mm -hmm. And those are just a couple of weeks off. But other than that, I believe it's 34 weeks of deliveries. Yeah, that's a lot. And you multiply that by the hours of the packaging and all yeah. the things. And that's, that's a huge endeavor. But it's amazing because, like you said, there's really a lot of students in our community who are suffering from food insecurity or, um, you know, don't have access to snacks that they can bring with them to school. I know that there's something that has been happening throughout duration of this program is that certain individuals, companies, and others can actually sponsor a school. How does that all work? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, um, this program is something that we find so impactful and important that we are using purchasing power. Now that being said, um, the program is quite pricey to operate, uh, but again, we are committed to ensuring that we can make it run. Mm -hmm. um, so if there is ever anybody that wants to sponsor a school or a business or a group, um, we have a sponsorship opportunity, and we can sponsor half a school, whole school, um, just kind of ensuring that you have direct impact into the program. Mm -hmm. um, if you're interested in sponsoring a school, you can head to our website, um, oacptoday.org, and click the donate button in the top right corner. Um, otherwise, you can email info at oacptoday.org and one of us would be happy to help you through that sponsorship process. 
Well, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, already it's grown, I think, you know, since you've been here, right? Like you've been, you know, really doing a lot, especially with taking feedback from the school social workers and counselors, like you mentioned, about what sorts of foods are the students eating and then being able to provide more of those where if they're not, you know, we're sending them a bunch of raisins and nobody's eating the raisins, then, okay, we're not going to send those. They're just going to go to waste kind of thing. So what has been, I mean, some really, you know, some of the most helpful feedback for you? Yeah. So when I first started, the program looked a little different. Um, We were sending applesauce cups and fruit cups and raisins and granola bars to the schools and we started to have an inventory problem where we would get raisins sent back <laughs> by the case something about the raisins and they just was, don't like them <laughs> yeah i don't know apparently third graders don't like raisins news to me but we started to get a serious inventory issue with this with the inventory coming back and the school's needs not really being truly met because mm-hmm. the kids weren't eating them. So it became it became an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked on working with the social workers to figure out, okay, what items do the students really enjoy and what items are the students actually eating? Mm-hmm. Because again, this program is designed to provide a child with relief for when they're feeling hungry. Mm-hmm. So if they're not eating a snack, the program isn't operating how it's designed to operate. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to us that we're actually sending things that the kids want and the students want. So we worked together with the social workers and the feedback was honestly shocking. I assumed, I knew granola bars would be a favorite. That one's kind of a given, I feel like, but more than the granola bars, it was the fresh fruit. Mm -hmm. They really wanted that. All of the students love the fresh fruit. Okay. And mind you, we're not sending like, anything super exotic, we're Mm -hmm. sending fresh apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. Pretty basic, pretty pretty average for most people, you would Mm -hmm. think. Um, But one social worker actually shared with me that one student in particular visited her and picked up a fresh orange and said, wow, this is the most beautiful orange I've ever seen. It looks like a model fruit. Later, that social worker explained to me that the reason that student enjoyed the look and the taste of that fruit is because At school, they don't always get fresh fruit. Mm -hmm. At home, students Mm -hmm. aren't always getting fresh fruit. So this program has really allowed students who may not have access to fresh fruit to be able to have that Mm -hmm. and enjoy it. And really good quality when it gets to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So something so basic and so kind of, maybe people would say boring, a plain navel orange, I mean, it's not that glamorous. Uh, but it really made this child's day. Mm -hmm. And once I heard stories like that and I heard the impact of the kids really love the fresh apples and the fresh oranges, it's like, wait a second here. They really like the things that are really, truly good for them. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, This is the healthy options, you know, that's better than a fruit cup or something that's been, you know, maybe has sugar or processing in it. It's just a fresh fruit. Yeah. And of course, any snack Mm -hmm. is great. So that's been really, really touching and fun um, to kind of hear from the social workers. So through the survey, through working with them, uh, we pinpointed that it was the fresh fruit and the granola bars. And then we added in that fruit bar option, something Mm -hmm. that maybe doesn't have nuts in it Mm -hmm. or isn't as hard for the littles. Um, And those have been going over really well as well. Excellent. Well, that's really exciting. And it's awesome how you were able to incorporate that feedback into what you're providing and then use the purchasing power, like you said, of the OACP to maintain stocking those items that they're going to actually eat and enjoy. So what else, I guess, have you heard or other things maybe that surprised you as you've worked this program? 
there's little things mm-hmm. that really kind of strike you um, when you're working with the social workers, but it's it's the little things. So it's a kid being able to pick up an orange for the first time, um, a kid having the security of a snack in between a meal that maybe they missed, or maybe they're just feeling extra hungry that day and they don't have to get upset or worked up about the fact that they don't have something and they have a reliable source and somebody that they can trust to go to. Another amazing thing that's come from this and the first time it happened, I was absolutely gutted, but we have had high school students who through the school pantry program and building that relationship with their social worker have actually come and become OACP guests. Wow. And they, there's one in particular I'm thinking of. And the first time he came in, he was so nervous. And he was so, I, I understood that he may have felt ashamed mm-hmm. or embarrassed to be here because he was a high school 17 year old boy. Mm-hmm. Didn't really understand why he had to be the one to be here, but mm-hmm. he was. And he had the social worker with him. And together they navigated the pantry for the first time. Um, And I've seen him back a few more times and he gets more and more comfortable every time. And it's through relationships like the school pantry program where this student felt comfortable enough to go to their social worker and say, hey, you're providing me with a snack, which is great, but is there any other additional help I could get? Mm -hmm. And it started with emergency boxes to be able to provide them, to provide him and his family with, um, some emergency staple food. Mm -hmm. But here at OACP, we know that a box of food doesn't really solve a problem. Mm -hmm. Right. We need to get people in here to have dignity and choose their own foods. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we are working with him Mm -hmm. and he comes in on a monthly basis and he gets food for him and his siblings. And it is honestly the most amazing and impactful thing I think I have seen since being here for about a year now. Um, just to see him have access mm-hmm. to something that he could have easily not mentioned to a social worker. Right. But he felt comfortable and okay with approaching her and getting help. And then she was comfortable coming to me and saying, this is a situation, what can we do for him? So it's been really impactful just to see how a program that is meant to really just provide a short-term solution has really started to feed into some more longer-term solutions for families. Yeah, and again, not just for that student, for his entire family, you know, that, that they're having this extra assistance now from the community, and he's not, you know, he feel they have the ability to come here, and because he took that first step with the social worker, I mean, that's amazing, yeah. because like you said, maybe he never would have done that, never would have known this was available, would have been going hungry, because that's why the OECP is here, you know, to help people with that need and help fill that void and for them to be able, like you said, to choose the food. It really is. And this, the first time, one more thing on this. Yeah, no, it's great story. This individual that came in, the first time he came, they were trying to pick out what they wanted to get. All I knew at this point was that he was providing for him and a younger sibling. Mm -hmm. And the social worker asked him, do you think your younger sibling would like spaghetti? you know how to cook spaghetti. You learned how to cook that in class, Mm -hmm. remember? And he said, yeah, that's right. And so then he got a little smirk on his face and he grabbed a package of spaghetti and a package of spaghetti sauce. And then we walked him over to the meat cooler. And I said, well, there's some ground beef. How about you brown some ground beef and add it to your spaghetti? And then we found some garlic bread and it really started to become a meal for him. Mm -hmm. He started to realize that although he was out of the pantry, 
there were still things that he knew his family really loved that he could still access Mm -hmm. and not feel ashamed to be providing to his family. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was really sweet. I love that he kept his little siblings in mind. Mm, yeah, he was probably imagining them making a mess with the spaghetti right, or something right. like that. Slurping but, noodles. Yep, exactly. But that is so cool. And that's perfect, too, again, because the social worker is there to really guide that student on the journey as far as bringing them here and then also saying, like, you know how to make this. Like, it's okay because maybe they haven't gone shopping by themselves before or had, you know, access to these different foods and say, okay, what do I do? Do I just grab a can of this and a package of this? And maybe you're not really thinking or you're overwhelmed. So having you know that guidance from both of you to help them through that process is amazing too. Just the care that you know you give to all the guests that come in. The Oshkosh Area School District social workers and staff are some of the most dedicated and loving individuals I have ever met in my life, and I love interacting with all of them. They are they shine so much light, and they are so positive all the time. At least when they're interacting with me. Yeah. Um, which is just amazing because we only see a portion of the picture Mm -hmm. and they're really seeing much more of it. And some of the things that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis are hard things. Yeah. Really heavy stuff. Really heavy. So I just, I just need to give a huge shout out to all of the social workers and school staff and counselors, principals, whomever, because without them, this partnership would be non-existent. Mm -hmm. Um, it really wouldn't be possible. Yeah, definite shout out to all the social workers, educators, uh, counselors, because really, I mean, helping these students through these times and through, you know, we've been through a lot the past couple of years, the pandemic, everything that was going on, and just, you know, getting people back on track and helping them as they navigate their education and And it's awesome that you get to, through this job, work with them so closely and then also just provide this great service to all the schools that, you know, in our community. Yeah, it's always funny. They're always like, thank you so much. Like, we appreciate you. And I always respond with, oh, my gosh, I appreciate you. Like, I can imagine what this is like on your end. So, yeah, I just love working with all of them. And just getting to know some of the students that we've been impacting has been really cool, too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Any other you know services that you provide for kids in the community? Yeah, absolutely. So we do the school pantry program out in the community at the 23 schools and different learning environments. And then we also have an internal kids corner program, um, which I'm also in charge of. Um, Any, the all the programs. Yeah. Program manager. Yeah. <laughs> weird, right? In the name. You've got it. You're in charge. Um, <laughs> Uh, which is an internal shopping area where we talk about the food groups, why they're important. We go over fruits and veggies and grains and protein and dairy and snacks and how they all kind of incorporate into the things that we eat and what they're good for and talk about vitamins and nutrients and things like that. Uh, and that is a fun area where when guests come and they have a kiddo with them, the child gets an opportunity to shop with an OICP volunteer or myself or um, one of the other staff members um, and kind of go through each of the categories, pick out items for themselves mm-hmm. from each of the categories. We do an exercise with them. Right now, I think it's three toe touches. <laughs> Last month, it was three deep breaths. Okay. Because I think we can all use a deep breath every once in yes, a while. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then we end with books and coloring pages and things like that. And it's really just an opportunity for the kiddos and the adult that they're with to kind of have a break from each other. I know we see it all the time in the grocery store where 
maybe an adult and a child wish they had a break from each other mm-hmm. and they really mm-hmm. don't. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it gives the adult an opportunity to start shopping for produce and other things that they need to shop for while their child is being talked to about the different food groups and why they're important and mm-hmm. what they do for their bodies. So And really learning to shop for themselves too at a young age. Like I, I don't go to the store and just pick out a bunch of candy. Like, oh, I should get some vegetables because those provide vitamins for, and nutrients for me. Or I should get some protein because that's going to make me full for longer. And, you know, learning these things that you may not know right. <laughs> early in life. Right, so. absolutely. And it's so fun too because the kids – they'll always look at you and I'll say, well, why is a vegetable good for you? Because it's healthy. Mm. So it's really fun to take a step further because kids are like sponges. They can absorb things. They know what's healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's really teaching them why. Right. Not just because somebody said it's healthy, but because it provides these things and helps you grow and helps helps you see better or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever somebody grabs a can of carrots, I'm always like, you know, that's really good for your eyes. Just little (laughs) tidbits like that. And then they remember it for the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really fun. We have regulars that come in. We have kids coming in all the time for their first time. So that's just another really fun program that we do internally. Mm-hmm. Um, with back to school season, we see the numbers with that go down a bit. Okay. We are supplying the school pantry program and kids are in school again. Um, but in the summer, oh my God goodness there are so many kiddos and it's just so fun i feel like i'm living in there some days yeah and it is just <laughs> you're teaching a kindergarten class amazing. and everything is wild yeah I think it was, there was one day a few weeks ago there were 12 kiddos in there with me at once and when we went to go leave i had them all line up behind me and we're like walking through the store trying to find all of their adults oh my like, gosh oh my goodness the mother duck and all yeah, the ducklings fall like everybody so. stay in line to find your parent and, and yeah so. oh that's so cool um, so it's just a really fun space mm-hmm. and it's a really fun area to just give the kid an opportunity to choose what they want. The biggest thing in that area is we try not to sway anything. We just say, which one do you want? Which right. vegetable do you want to pick mm-hmm. out? Um, because they really like to they look at you like, well, which one should I pick? Like I get to decide. I mean, this is yeah. Because they really just get that ownership. Mm-hmm. So. It's yeah. a really fun program that we also do. Right. Because when you mentioned before seeing, you know, a parent and child at the store, it's usually a lot of saying no. To, Can I get this? No. Can I get this, please? No. And there, yeah, you're kind of teaching them how to make those healthier decisions and picking out foods that'll be good for them and their family, but yeah. also allowing them to have, you know, that autonomy and say like, oh, I like this. I want to get that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun too, because kids will really surprise you. Mm-hmm. I really like carrots great i really like tuna yeah awesome like this is amazing yeah i had a kid yesterday say i really like tuna with seasoning on it i said i i love that me yeah. too like yeah. well, i love that you know that, that about yourself <laughs> and then another internal program that we have for kiddos is we partnered with a local 4-h group and they make birthday bags oh, cool. so those are a fun just little thing um Oh my gosh, I have the best story that just happened a few weeks ago. Um, But basically what they are, if you're not familiar, is it's a blue plastic bag with a birthday card, four plates, four napkins, four forks, candles, cake mix, um, and then frosting. And the idea of it is a bag full of everything you would need to make a birthday cake. Mm -hmm. Right. And we hand it out to families who have children that Mm -hmm. are going to have a birthday. Uh, A few weeks ago, a little eight-year-old came in and she was celebrating her birthday that day mm-hmm. and 
until she was like a little down that day. I don't oh. know. She just seemed a little off. Wasn't having the best birthday. She wasn't okay. <laughs> so we went to Kids Corner and we shopped and I pulled Carl aside and I said, Hey, we have a birthday. And so he played a happy birthday song on the speaker oh and we danced around with the volunteers and the kiddo and we just had a great time. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of volunteers went back and picked out a couple of birthday cakes and brought them out to her because we'll get donations of birthday cakes from local grocery stores. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so like a ready-made cake. Yeah. Already made mm-hmm. cake. And she, her eyes lit up and she goes, I want that one. And it was a blue and green tie-dye happy birthday cake. Oh. And she was so excited. She had the biggest smile on her face. And her grandma pulls me aside, gives me a great big hug, and said, thank you so much. We weren't sure how we were going to be able to afford a birthday cake. Mm-hmm. We had oh. actually already had a conversation about how we weren't going to be able to afford a birthday cake this year for her. Yeah. Oh. We have no idea how much this means to us. Mm-hmm. And the little girl looked at me and she goes, do you have any candles? And I said, you know what? I do. <laughs> and so I went over and I found a birthday bag with a princess card in it. Oh, and perfect. candles that would match the cake. Yes. And then there was a little cake mix in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought it over to her and I said, look it, I found some candles for you. And she was so excited. And the grandma just looked at me and smiled. And it was in that moment, I got instant goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And I looked back at the volunteers. And I'm like, this is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. This felt so good. But it really is just, again, another story of something that seems so small mm-hmm. or just so nonchalant to so many people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A box of candles yeah. that you can get at the dollar store, but to family really made a difference in Mm -hmm. our lives so that's another really fun program that we have for the kiddos that come here and Mm -hmm. i just love that we are able to one provide that but then to see the impact of it yeah and be able to you know really make someone's birthday extra special i mean you know she's never going to forget that and the whole store getting in on it and you know playing the happy birthday song i mean that's amazing again i mean just another great example of all of you going the extra mile the staff the volunteers and and how it was so appreciated too by the little girl and her grandma that's that's awesome yeah it was so sweet oh cool that is amazing well that is an awesome story i think to to wrap up on because you've told lots of great stories today about going the extra mile to help the kids in our community which is amazing and you know these are programs that like you said you continue every week they can expect you know they know that the oacp is there for them to provide snacks in their school and um to provide other necessities for families that want to come in and visit so that is great so Currently, you're celebrating Souptember at the pantry, uh, requesting, you know, ingredients for different soups uh, from the community for donations. What, you know, have you seen anything cool come from that? And what is our next month's theme? Yeah, absolutely. So it's been really fun. Um, the food drive focus this month is Souptember, like you mentioned, and we have had many private donors and even some corporate donors um, get together and donate flats and cases of soup, which has been really fun. Um, next month for October, we will be having a specialty spooktacular, uh, which will be more of the low sodium, no sugar items, things like that mm-hmm. for those that utilize our pantry that mm-hmm. maybe have specific dietary needs. Sure. Cause um, you know, Halloween, there's candy everywhere. It's a lot. Right. <laughs> we want to provide things for people who maybe can't right. have that much sugar in their yes, life. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we really want to make sure that we are kind of focusing next month on 
providing those items that we oftentimes don't get, mm -hmm. uh, but that we can really do a push on. So. Great. That. Very exciting. Well, that's awesome. It's so glad to sit and talk with you today and hear more about the amazing school pantry program and really all the great things that you do for the kids in our community. And I look forward to talking to you in the future about other things that have been going on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course.